0: Hello everybody. Hi. Welcome back to our podcast. Ooh, ooh. we really <laughs> appreciate. It. This is really a libra love, you know, yes. we are building this plane as we fly it. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. Again. So on this episode, we are going to be talking about all things blended family with a wonderful couple,
1: The Hilar gang. Hilar gang. Yes. Um, and they're doing things differently because some. what I thought, I can just speak on my experience, what I thought a blended family would be is like two people coming together and bringing their children into a relationship. But uh, yes, two, but they're like, so... Partner A has a child with somebody else. They bring that child in. Partner B has a child with somebody else. They bring that child in. And that's what I assumed the blended family was. But then when um, we met the Hilaire gang, um, they're doing blended family a different way um, because they're foster parents and it's so interesting to see people in our generation because we're millennials it is so interesting to see the things that we're doing out here because we're doing things so differently Absolutely. and it's concerning like I feel like the older generations that's they- one of the reasons why they don't
0: Really care for us too much. with us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they don't care for us too much because we're doing things out of the box, and we're not saying that they're not—they didn't do anything correctly. We're not saying anything like that. It's just we see something and we want to do something about it, and we do it in a way that they personally don't agree with. But your ways obviously have not worked, so let's try a different way.
0: You know. Agree, Naj. And I definitely think the Hilar Gang are out here doing some really dope stuff and giving millennials a wonderful name. So yes. if you're interested, stay tuned as we hang out with the hilarious Gang.
1: Welcome back to A Week Apart. Um, we Again, we are just so thankful for everybody who's listening to us. It's been a journey, but I'm glad you have joined us for this journey. The topic for this week will be the blended family. Wonderful. hilarious gang here. Um, and they are a blended family, and they're doing things a little different, especially as millennials. I don't hear about many millennial couples um, doing things this way, but I'm going to let them tell their own story, you know. Let's introduce you
2: yourself
3: please okay well i'm kenisha um ricardo's wife
2: <laughs> i'm ricardo <laughs>
0: Kenesha's husband <laughs> <laughs> otherwise otherwise known as the hilarious gang, Hilari gang. <laughs> yeah. Hilari gang. A- aka the hilarious
3: gang yes <laughs>
2: thank you guys uh for uh inviting us to the podcast and really talking about things that you know are people in our age group don't really talk about, you know, you know, as we get older, we starting to experience a lot of different things and Mm -hmm. the best way to get it off our chest is to talk about these things openly. So I think uh, we're definitely headed in the right direction with these conversations and podcasts and the uh, other creative services that, you know, our us millennials have created. So.
3: You are so welcome. <laughs> Board your venue. you. your <laughs> venue. <laughs> oh, that's you patience. are Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> this, <laughs> a, I'm with
1: my, my Haitian, Haitian sensation right here. That go. love
0: but yeah so when Nottage and I were of course like brainstorming and in our little you know pot think tank one of the subjects that came up was a bl- blended family right and that can mean a lot of different things for a lot yeah. of different people and mm-hmm. I think as not mentioned in the beginning um thinking about in our age range right most folks aren't thinking about blended family i mean we think about blended families in the traditional sense of you have two partners that both have children they're coming together right yeah i think in a lot of times we don't think about adoption and foster parenting and those sorts of things so Uh i mean to get right into it what fueled your decisions to become a foster parent
2: for the most part growing up haitian you're kind of sheltered so Mm. even going to school i wouldn't know you know, black from white, purple to orange, who was adopted, who was fostered? I just know I was in class with people. you know what yeah. I'm saying, mm-hmm. it was all love, and then until I met my wife started learning a whole different side of the world, like I'm like, damn, I was blind to all this all this time, wow. and um I'll let her take the story from here because it's really her story, and I'm just kind of learning it as we go, and I'm more than open to you know welcome kids into our lives and Just explore different avenues. So
3: once I enter into foster care system, it was probably it was probably at the age of like eight or nine or something around there. Um, I was my mother passed away. Then my grandmother became my caretaker. Um, And then my grandmother uh, suddenly passed. So um, once that happened, um, they had to, I guess, abide by my mother's will, which was for me and my sister to live with um, her oldest brother. So things, um, things went left. Um, I think, uh, looking back now as I get older, um, I think that my aunt and uncle didn't understand that me and my sister were grieving. Mm. Um, we lost our mother and our grandmother right behind each other yeah so the behaviors that my sister was displaying it was because nobody understood her no one nobody understood she was sad nobody mm-hmm. understood that she was hurt mm-hmm. i had a different way of showing my hurt and my grief it was just to comply with the program like so it was easier for me to adapt than change than it was for my sister mm-hmm. um so a lot of behavior started happening in the home I ended up putting my sister away. Then shortly after they put me away. Mm -hmm. So that began my foster care journey. Thankfully, I only had one home, um, which I had awesome foster parents. My Mm -hmm. mother, um, she worked in a courthouse for the criminal justice system. My foster father was a firefighter. Um, I still have these connections with them. Actually, my foster sister is the guy mother to my son wow. so um there's still that connection there I still connect with the family I lived with them for six years like any kid in foster care you always have that feeling of like like I knew my family you know for at least seven years of my eight years of my life I knew who my family was you know mm-hmm. what I mean I knew that I had uncles I knew that I had aunts and cousins out there I'm like well where the hell is everybody at why am yeah. I with this you know strange yeah. family? So, um. I think that in my mind, like they wanted to adopt me, but I was at an age where I could choose if I wanted to be adopted. Mm -hmm. And I always knew like, no, I want to go home to my favorite uncle. I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm going home to my favorite uncle. So things headed in that direction. And I ended up going to live with my biological uncle, which was my mother's brother. Mm -hmm. Um, She ran away, y'all and that's what most foster kids do that's not something that's strange it's not something that's. and it's just because people just don't understand us they don't understand the feelings and emotions that we have that's tied into being um tied into another family it wasn't even anything that they did it was just me I guess rebelling it was just me I was I hit my teenage years with no guidance I mean I had guidance but kids eighth grade Listen. sixth grade yeah y'all know i had a ball i don't regret them lives them <laughs> <had> <laughs> but it did transform um uh, my life and it did send me to live with my uncle um and since then it was just like dag it was always like for me like i want to give back like when you know how somebody do good for you you like you got to put that back into the universe and that's exactly how I felt I'm like you know I had a home where I was fed I was clothed I wasn't mistreated I was treated like our daughter Mm -hmm. you know his daughter the family accepted me like it was it was the perfect setup so I'm like How can I not give somebody Hmm. else that? You know what I mean? Turn around, give it to somebody else. And I'm and I always talk to my kids and my nieces and nephew who's are who's always with me and close, you know, they are they already talk, they don't need to talk about having kids. They already talk about adopting kids and being foster parents. So yeah. yeah.
1: That's amazing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm.
2: It's deep, y'all. It's it's a lot of emotion behind it too, man. I never knew
0: no absolutely yeah. and it's also glad that you shared that and i think that oftentimes we always hear like the bad yeah. the not so nice story of foster care sure. and that mm-hmm. kids get you know they're going from home to home and they end up in like mm-hmm. great situations but i think that is amazing and that how fortunate that you had such a positive experience yeah. and now that you're using, you're using that to pay it forward amazing yeah.
3: sure is yep
0: amazing right. mm-hmm. awesome awesome so in that in that same thing what do you think are some of the challenges right so you you are based off your experience you decided that you want to be foster parents so what do you feel like has been the challenge the challenge
2: in that <sighs> go first I'm gonna go first let me Fair just she, see experience. She, she she like talking um <laughs> I mean I like talking too but it's a few different things but we're gonna touch on all of them hopefully um one is like genetic makeup like, you mm. don't know what you're getting. <laughs> you mm-hmm. just know you got a good heart, and you're trying to bring a child into a house, but genetically, you can't change who they are or who their mother or father, like, where they come from. Yeah. So, it's kind of learning that, one, to the behaviors, like Anisha said earlier, like, you don't know how they're grieving. Like, we got, you know, little papa. He came to us, and we didn't see his neck for, like, a month, y'all. I never ever in my life seen a depressed child like
3: that was she so... was a depressed baby. Can you imagine yes. a depressed baby? You never seen that before right he was that, wow. he was he came tight he was he born so he was born uh with stuff in his system uh-huh. um so he did come with stiff joints, he was like always frowned, he never smiled. smiled, he came very sick first oh, year yeah, with yeah. us. It it was a lot of medical issues it was issues. a lot of medical issues. Yeah. yeah, we spent like a week in a hospital for respiratory <sighs> issues. Yeah. Um I'm gonna tell y'all the story of how the last two came in so you can understand like how how it how you adapt or how you have to change. So I do give my husband kudos to when the babies came. They came, they called me, they said, I Miss mean, so, we got a four month old and a one year old. Now wow. at the time we were only looking for a one uh I was looking for probably like a baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just one child. So then they said, Well, we have a sibling group, you know, sitting at down that DHS child care room. And I was I was like anxious about I'm like Listen, two kids.
2: She wasn't that anxious. I was in bed. <laughs>
3: she,
1: I was in bed.
2: I came down the steps, I'm like, hey, what's going on? She like, yeah, they called me. Who they? <laughs>
3: <laughs> agency causes for two kids but I was wow. only planning for one so it really made me nervous like that can I really handle two because at this time I'm a social worker I'm already busy my life is already yeah. busy Absolutely. you got to think about do you have proper supports yes daycare because mm-hmm. I Ooh. work how can I get oh. these kids so for me I, that was all the thinking that I knew that I had to do and right. then I'm like can I really handle this so long story short Rick was like yeah when they came I, I said yeah. What did you say? You already accepted the kids way before. <laughs> what, what, what in the world he agreed. He agreed no, no.
2: though. She said yeah already and they was on the way. And I had <laughs> well, <laughs> they
0: was okay.
3: acting
2: on so, their way. They, they
3: was in route. <laughs> yeah. That's because when they told me the kids were in DHS child care room, yeah, I knew. As a social worker, I knew what the foster care, I knew what the room you was. Knew, you I knew understood that what it that meant. Could not for a four month old. Mm. Um, and that was my thing. So I'm like, okay, bring them. Once, once they said, that, I'm like, okay, bring them. But it was when they first came to me, first they came at 11 o'clock at night. That
2: was crazy, y'all.
3: When kids come, you don't know where they're coming from. So our immediate reaction was to bathe them yes, at least, right. and put them down. You know, like they came barely with just a book bag barely nothing in this book bag. So, with a baby, we running around the next day, I gotta get diapers. Yeah. I'm on phone with DHS. I gotta get this. You gotta get... So many people did donate stuff, but you know, you gotta be careful with your donations because right. that caused us a whole other issue. That was a whole other issue, y'all. Old oh, roach um,
2: infestation.
3: Yeah, taking donations. Some so definitely donations. be careful of which which donations yeah, that you are I'm That's a crazy. <laughs> I'm people. keeping it real. Yeah. Um yeah, so that was an issue for a good three months with so the exterminator basically right?
2: your life changed overnight when like it's like you just gave birth I to see. a child right. and again child. So
0: what, but, no but things, you uh, can't but you, you can't even give compare that one. to giving birth to a child right exactly. because you're pregnant yeah. right you have yeah. nine months in preparation so prepare. for this child yes these okay. lovely babies came like, eight, two two hours. Hours. like the stork yeah. brought yeah. them and i don't have any time to prepare for them yeah. yep wow so
3: that's exactly how i froze they came to my doorstep i honestly i froze did, y'all and rick had to kick in he took the kids got them settled in and all of that i think i was still frozen until mm-hmm. we actually put them in a the bathtub i felt like i didn't know what to do exactly
1: like,
3: I, you know moms usually like in gear we ready right right we're always said, ready. but you
1: weren't prepared yeah. to be a mom to two people at one time in a second
0: i'm gonna I give know. you a second and I'm sure yeah. that's, at that point, is when it, like, clicked, right? It's one thing to wow. get a call and say they're coming, but when they're... Th- they actually show up? Yes. Yes. Yep. Mm. So yeah.
3: that's... With them, it's easier, because we did have a nine-year-old.
2: Yeah.
3: Which, that...
2: Yeah, mind you, the nine-year-old was in our care when they came, and Ricky was still there.
3: So we had four.
2: So we had a so gang
0: One, just give us context, right? Because you all have... Uh, a biological child. Correct. Yes. And so then, we have a
3: biological child and he's eight. Yeah, he'll be nine in November. And then oh we have uh
2: what well, we had.
3: We had right. uh we had another little girl she was nine.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. And then we have
3: that's
2: where we got all our experience at right there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: um, and then you also have a boy. So come yeah. on, you know. We
3: had the baby boy and he's two. And mm-hmm. then we have a uh, little mama and she is three. So they're really Irish twins. They're really like, they're like 10, months 10 months apart. Okay. So it's like having two two year olds at the same time. True. Yeah.
1: So let me ask you guys a question. How many children have you had at one time? What's the most amount of children you had at one time? Four. Okay. Did
0: you all in this whole process ever discuss like what kind of your limit is? Like or we'll stop at like five, for example, or is it just kind of whatever's on your heart?
2: Um, yeah. Like it's funny you say that. You know, as human beings, we always talk about numbers and where we're going to mm-hmm. stop and where it's going to end. Mm. But like you said, it's kind of like wherever our heart is at the time. Mm. <laughs>
3: yeah, because you know? it for me is like um, I guess like the Corona thing kind of threw everybody through uh I don't know I don't know what the a hell. Hole. Hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was home for five months with these kids, yo. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a number where I'm gonna say it stops. I do know that. I do plan to do it outside of my home in some form or fashion, and that's how I came up with the idea of, like, Ruby's Palace. but I do want a small piece that's, like, adoption in, in our actual home. So we have three, but I think I, I do want one more foster, at least one, I could say at least one to two more foster children.
1: Okay. Now, you mentioned Ruby's, um, Ruby's Place, correct?
3: That's breaking news to me, y'all. <laughs>
1: So you mentioned Ruby's place. Can you elaborate on that for us, please?
3: So I've been I had this nonprofit and I had this idea pro- 2015. It was fully established. Um so the idea is to have uh, six teenagers living at home and to teach them things that I can remember that I had to learn on my own. And that's mm. just simple, like life skills, like how to bathe, teach them what to do with sanitary napkins, the certain things that they body going to go through as women, how to write resumes and, mm. you know, college not for everybody. So if college isn't for you, what is your plan? Are we going to mm-hmm. help them get in trade school? So it's... Um, it's something up and coming and it's a lot of moving pieces to it. And I think, I think that God gave me that idea. And for me at first I wanted it to manifest overnight, but Mm -hmm. then I had to understand that this is probably going to be something so big and probably bigger than me Mm -hmm. that God is like really taking his time with it and really like having me really work the kinks out and work it all through. So sometimes I feel bad, like, Oh my God, I'm not on task. I'm not Mm -hmm. on target, but I know that it's, it's bigger than me. So Mm -hmm
0: that's real that's real and it sounds like you're working off a first-hand knowledge right like that i think that right. is, is key right because i think oftentimes you know people can you know we go to school for 99 different things but there isn't there isn't a textbook for empathy and experience. Ooh, yeah. and wow. um no i mean amazing i'm i'm really am speechless like that is amazing <laughs> Ooh, thank mean, you. Uh, i'm just absolutely.
2: sitting here i'm following just following the leader as, as a good
0: husband At should. least you being, know being the the that backbone. <laughs> <laughs> you doing your part as a good husband yes, should. Yes, that's a good partner yeah. should. Yeah, thanks, y'all. Now, now, Ricardo, I have a question
1: for you.
2: Yes, yes. So
1: how did, because you know how our culture is as Haitians, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and how the, I believe they were in support of the foster, you being a foster parent. How did they adjust to that change, though?
2: Oh, that was easy. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Yep. I mean, for my mom, like, you know, back home, like, when you don't live with your folks, neighbors take you in, friends yeah. take you in, whatever. That's sort of kind of like how my mom grew up, because her mom kind of abandoned and went to, like, Bahamas or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. So when
2: these kids come to us, it was like, this is awesome. Like, she could do whatever for these kids. Like, it's no tomorrow. Because she, know, she knows what it's like, you know?
1: Yeah. So yeah.
2: um, she's, like, we was able to and that's a huge blessing we were just able to step out and she washing the kids up she just fed them Haitian spaghetti you know wow. how it go
3: she said she knew I had to go to work and I just was crying it was like one of these nights and she said you want me to sleep in the room with him so you could get some sleep I said lord thank you
0: yes,
3: <laughs> yes. yep so she'd been so I could say probably since he was like six months yeah. grandma been helping me out with that night nice shift so that yeah. is definitely mm-hmm. a, blessing. a blessing having a support system because waking up in the middle of the night I ain't experienced that in over like seven, six Listen, years. Listen, your baby oh. room, and I can yeah. mm-hmm.
2: and they, they know us as biological parents like mm. we, that's one kind of unique thing that we kind of do as foster parents that some foster parents or some agencies actually frown upon it building relationships with the bio parents Mm. um but we we do it um uh-huh. we've we've done it we try to do it but you know sometimes it can get a little complicated so sometimes you gotta fall back too mm-hmm. but um you know if they mom or dad was on the facetime they'd be like yeah, who are these people <laughs> um hi y'all bye yeah mommy dad you know yeah. and it's just like yo that's crazy so the wow. si- if you know the system how we know it sometimes it could take up to two to four years for an actual adoption to go through. So anything, anything can happen between those years y'all. And can you imagine a child's world being rocked upside down to go back to the bio parents that they didn't really form a bond with? Mm -hmm. Like that's just, that's just years off your life. I mean, in my eyes, it's a,
3: it's a tedious process sometimes it can be quick some for others some it could be the mistake of others can hold up a case i feel like in our situation parents rights should have been terminated like you can't adopt a child until the biological parents rights are terminated Mm -hmm. um so we were kind of dhs give parents 12 to 22 months to get their children back they might say you have to do drug and alcohol parenting classes whatever they give to you to do they give you 12 to 24 months i think to complete these tasks after that they'll be looking to terminate parents rights that that is what put kids up for adoption and foster Mm -hmm. care Mm -hmm. once the parent rights are terminated so we're kind of in a stage like our our other child her mother rights were terminated Mm -hmm. um But her mom was still fighting for her. She was still, you know, fighting in court, saying, no, y'all terminated my rights unjustly. You know, I was doing things. So that was a whole nother thing in itself. Mm -hmm. And we had to wait for mom rights to be completely terminated. And mom went all the way up to federal to get her rights back, like, reinstated. So that was a whole process in that. Mm -hmm. And now with our little kids, it's like, it's another process because rights were supposed to be terminated in March. Mm -hmm. But the best, they give you two attorneys once, adoption is about to happen so the children's best interest lawyer he was supposed to come out see the kids prior to court he never came so if you didn't do that that already delayed us now corona is here so yeah i just feel like we're going to be up in the air waiting for an actual adoption date
1: so i have a question for you guys How do you handle, especially since you build such wonderful bonds with these kids, how do you handle when they're adopted and you have to give them up? How do you guys handle that?
3: Lord. So if let me clarify, so if we're not they can't be adopted and given back. I mean they can, but that would be considered a failed adoption. So I think now I was trying to say how do you feel when you 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 foster yes, Yes. So when you're fostering them and then they have to go back. Um, That happened with our other child. I think... Crying, crying, Yeah, me and Rick had to separate and deal with our own emotions (laughs) over it before we could really talk to each other about it. Um, Because we had her for, what, three years, right? It was three years. And how she left her house was kind of like, it was like that. It was no goodbye. It was no nothing. We couldn't do a goodbye party. It was just so abrupt um, that it kind of left us like with this, you know, somebody just ripped Tape off, and you yeah, got to yeah, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how it left us. It left us with no closure, kind of. So, mm-hmm. um, it leaves you on a mo emotional roller coaster, and then you're always thinking like, is this child okay? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know. To this
2: day, we wonder. I hope, okay? hope
3: and pray that she's okay and she's, you know, yeah, getting what she need. Hopefully.
2: Yeah, and that's the one child that we learned a lot from too, right. y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, woo! Talk about, um. Uh, what am I trying to say? Behaviors. You talk about behaviors. Dealing oh, with children Lord. who Manipulation. has... Manipulation. I
3: mean, well, the all, whole nine. All kids are manipul- manipulative, mm-hmm. but I think what it was for her, which I couldn't understand, or and that's also learning yourself. Fostering will also teach you things about yourself and mm-hmm. discover things about yourself yes. that you probably didn't know. Appreciate like, mm, it. I know that i can't deal with children who has been some had some type of sexual abuse because they're going to be doing behaviors and doing certain things that i'm sorry i can't comprehend yeah i
2: can't they
3: need a lot more than what i can get it was taking Mm -hmm. her
2: over the edge y'all like we will argue that's another thing too like you kind of learn this in foster Uh yeah foster parent um academy training training like how kids can kind of come between your marriage yo, mm. or your relationship that's that's real yo that's real because the one parent may see something that the other parent don't see or the child can make you play against each other mm. it's vicious yo it's really vicious.
0: And it's amazing that this is the next segue that you went into, because that was going to be my next question, is how has your experiences as a foster parent enhanced your own parenting experiences, right? Oh, like, I'm sure man. that is a rule book that, you know, a guidebook that you could have never uh, imagined a mind about. You know what? Book coming soon,
2: y'all. Book coming <laughs> oh, that's right.
0: <laughs> I don't even think a book can cover
3: it. Seriously. Mm, yeah. it's so It's so... I don't even know how to describe it because there's certain things that I would normally allow my son to do, but this child wasn't ready to do because of their past trauma yeah. that I couldn't allow them to do, but I wanted my son to do. So how do you do it fairly so that this child doesn't feel like, you know, she's being mistreated or being yeah. mistreated? So it, it Here go me. I wasn't understanding that from the
2: beginning. I'm like, yo, why are you so mean? Like let all the kids hang in the basement, you know, but then you got the one child that just want to act all crazy, and it's like, oh, snaps, I see what
3: she was saying. Mm-hmm. You know? I know a lot of people think that, oh, you got to watch kids around adults. No, but you have to watch kids around kids because mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. kids' trauma, yeah. certain things that they go through. It's not their fault. It's already how their brain their is brain programmed program. from their trauma, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't understand what they're doing. Some some do, some don't. Right. But it, for me, as a mom, is like, I, you know, I have to protect... Everybody, all the kids in
0: yes.
2: my house. You know, yes, so It's a full time job, y'all.
0: Full time, part time. That sound like we're over time. What's overtime. What's what you talking about? Double like time.
2: this is <laughs> huh. holiday pay.
0: Yeah, come on,
2: you <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't even get your
3: holiday pay. You're <laughs> skipped You don't no,
1: even get no. that.
3: As moms, you go to work, then you clock out of your nine to five, then you clock it into your, your parent. You know what I mean? Do you ever clock out? You clock, ever clock out? Wife? You never no. 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 clock out of parenting?
0: I don't clock no. out. No. You're always on. And to her point, once, listen, once my feet hit that threshold, I feel like it's like a time watch starts. Okay, now yeah. go, 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 yes. go. go. Yes. Exactly,
3: exactly. Yeah, yep. It's crazy,
0: y'all.
1: Wow. Oh yeah. guys, really thank you so much for oh, sharing no because I had no about
3: idea my... about this. Yes, y'all have over. No yeah. I'm always encouraging like people our age to foster it's a lot of kids who in honestly y'all it's a lot of older people who need to fall back now and retire we're shortage of foster homes we need people to open up their homes and take some of these kids and you can give a criteria of what kind of children you You would like like, to you know probably foster probably don't go through it's not easy adopt like um having children come in and out of your home i just say keep an open mind and understand that their story is their story and their journey is their journey you just have mm -hmm. to kind of be you kind of got to fall in their life where you fall in, but be a strong support when you fall in.
0: And I think yeah. in that same boom, just one more question. And cause again, I think we could all be sitting here all, all, all day and talking. Cause I yes. mean, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all oh, um, no for problem. your experiences and your insight. Um, like truly, 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 truly. Um, oh, no problem. But in that same vein, how do you then – so, again, you have a biological child. How do you prepare that – how do you prepare other children in the home for the foster care experience?
2: Like, Rick has so much of a big mind and big heart mm-hmm. that it's like, second nature. Like, he caring for these kids as equal as we are. Like,
1: wow, so we missing
2: right now. Rick probably over there helping grandma get the clothes – right Put lotion him on bath, him,
3: yeah. help him with the
2: bath. Like, yeah, my man, different. He, different. he definitely <laughs>
3: helps put them down for bed, put the movies on. Yo,
2: he different. Like, the little
3: one, the diva, is his sidekick. Like, yeah. she's, she shadows him around the
2: house. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, and then sometimes you got to just be like blunt and real, like so we say, like Rick. You know, baby A and B is coming here, but. You know, we're gonna be there for them, try not to get too attached, cause things can happen where they leave. You know, we had to say that song before, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know, when we had to part from, you know, the first child, like everybody was sobbing. He had his episode, everybody had their own separate episode.
3: They own we, about that. Then we
2: all came together later on and it was like, All right, well life goes on. We did the best we could in those times that, you know, she was with us and um here we are today, we good stress a little lower everybody happy
0: well i mean i think that that is kudos and a testament to your parenting hello yeah Yeah.
2: word 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 shout out to y'all yeah shout out to y'all he's a beautiful person a beautiful person is an amazing dude man
3: oh wow yeah he made me feel like parenting was easy he he Mm -hmm. made me feel like i was a good parent (laughs) then i got all these other kids i said (laughs) (laughs) huh we go wrong at, y'all. <laughs> See, that's where that genetics coming in with. You feel like being a parent was easy, y'all. <laughs> Even my pregnancy
1: with him was easy. Oh, the Like, girl, don't and... Please don't tell us that. We don't gonna get scared. You gonna scare us.
0: pregnancies. <laughs> and now that it's like, I think, you know, Alan and I said two to three, and it's probably gonna air on the side of two rather than three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and really? I just yeah,
2: but it's a beautiful thing yeah you know? there's a lot of emotion involved it's it makes it's you step your game up it's fun
3: yeah it's funny you never know what them kids gonna say out their mouth or how they oh, interpret
2: how they interpret you
3: yeah oh my God. they <laughs> take the little things you do that you don't even realize they watch you do yeah,
0: yeah. oh they're like mirrors uh, yes, they yeah yeah they, no. give, they they throw all the good and the bad things mm, right back yes, at
2: you like, quicker
0: than right. you realize.
2: Had me Absolutely. looking in the mirror, like, yo, baby, you heard what you said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: yeah, all right, we gotta switch up our ways. <laughs> oh, <laughs> These man. kids are
2: hilarious, y'all, oh. but they keep us going.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Awesome. So, again thank y'all thank y'all thank y'all no problem, uh, man, no problem. thank you
2: for welcoming us y'all
0: are us.
3: inspiring me because i feel like so many people don't know about foster care and i would love to like engage more millennials our age to Definitely. open well, up to take in listen, to give listen. certain kids a different chance
0: yes send us any resources anything i can always link everything in our description for the podcast episode oh, send
3: brick your send brick your emails because i always oh. get a bunch of like resources from work okay i can always you know send you like the free community events or things mm. that's happening in the awesome. community that's low cost and stuff mm. so oh yeah, yes please
1: Please,
0: Fantastic. Please. Yes, well again we had we, we got a little heavy there for a moment um so this <laughs> is kind of the end of our, our episode where we like to get a little silly yeah all right cool yeah cool, cool. we like to do a, a little rando would you rather okay would you rather? now with you would rather. you rather both
1: of you need to respond okay. and you both need to give us an explanation as to why you chose that option
2: okay uh,
1: okay <laughs> alright all
0: right, y'all ready yeah all right all right. Would you rather be caught naked in the background of your kids' virtual summer camp or your spouse's new client meeting?
2: It's summer camp.
0: <laughs> your new client. Client, that's your
3: client. <laughs> That's your client. You got the job, baby. <laughs> well, he got the job, honey. No, no, no. You know about to have them kids clowning my kids. T- oh, Ricky, that wee-wee was out. <laughs> out. Okay, they, they kid. Now, kids today are horrible. Uh-huh. No. They are, my baby, I'll be right up at the school. Shit. No, no, no. no. Why got to be my wee-wee? It could be my butt.
0: <laughs> I don't know. They Said naked, I heard she got a point. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> funny right. oh, second one would you rather speak every language in the world or play every instrument?
2: Every language. language. Mm-hmm. Oh! i oh, yeah.
0: love know. to travel. I would
3: love
0: to oh, because of the traveling. They do oh, like yeah. to Yeah.
3: I would love that. For sure. oh, oh, yeah. Oh, he's oh, <laughs> showing off. <laughs> I hear
0: my languages up. <laughs> Was that a phone? <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Yo. Yeah. Would you rather go without your phone or your car? <laughs> hmm. Oh, my phone. I need a car. Mm. Mm. man they
3: got Uber.
0: <laughs> you ain't got what? no order Uber. Or Uber.
3: <laughs> People with two cars. No, 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 no. no <laughs> what do no, I need no. that for? Up, <laughs> what do no. I need that for, y'all? Call your Uber.
2: Call your Uber. I
3: don't have a phone, so I'm at the phone That car. ain't my fault. You ain't the <laughs> through You ain't the through <laughs> I didn't even think about that. You do need
1: your
2: phone yeah. to call an Uber, though. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey,
2: man, I hope they got eight hundred number.
0: <laughs> listen, and phone booths don't work now. I the just—no, there are, are no, no phone. I've never—I
3: have not seen a Kinda phone. I like booth. the drive though.
1: Uh-huh. The show first,
3: that's right. You
0: real. know what? That'll be a good that's okay. good a chauffeur all yeah right i don't like driving oh, yeah. <laughs> all right would you rather and this is in the same vein of, of phones right mm-hmm. would you rather have all the chats in your phone leaked so all your text messages or all the photos in your phone leaked
3: oh yeah definitely the chats oh
0: yeah yeah i mean that don't matter
3: okay all right yeah. the chats
2: i'm going
1: with the our chats. photos
0: first I. Right. I I said, you oh, y'all
1: better than us because we said you could leave. Yeah, I said, we
2: you got, got bucky yeah. butt naked like, pictures. <laughs> no, I just
0: got some photos I don't want people to see. Listen, yeah, we said leave them photos. Least, listen, <laughs> I don't, leave say, I don't <laughs> talk about nothing. Listen, I, me either. Part. I don't talk about nothing. I deli- I'll put my checks out there. You never know what kind
3: of pictures I
0: have. Mm. <laughs> all right. Would you rather be? told an uncomfortable truth or a comforting uncomfortable. lie
3: uncomfortable truth yeah mm.
2: keep it
0: 100 with me yeah from that I, I, I could i can understand the truth it's the truth right rather than yeah. lies i dig it right. mm. would you rather now this one i don't want to send y'all because i know y'all enjoying your time together now without the kid <laughs> <But, laughs> would you rather take a vow of silence or a vow of celibacy? I'm a silence.
3: Yeah, silence. <laughs> Ricardo, you better choose
0: wisely. <laughs> he
3: was like, yeah, silence.
1: Violence.
3: Silence. <laughs> <laughs> <sorry>. Silence,
0: OK? <laughs> <laughs>
1: all
0: right, cool. All right, so we got two more.
3: Right, would, you rather,
0: would you rather lose all your money or all of your memories? Mm. Oh. Mm. My
2: money. My money for yeah. sure, though. Yeah. I might have to get my money. Oh my money. <laughs> <laughs> I just choose
3: wanna say money. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I like
2: memories, though. Yeah, if you won't be seeing me on my old
3: Green make you go. <laughs> look, look where we at now. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Green makes you <laughs> Green make you
0: go.
2: <laughs> no, memories is more way valuable though. <laughs> like I know how to make money and do things, but mm-hmm. I memory is my thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I was just at my childhood home the other day, just walking on 60th Street, taking pictures of it. like, memories is something special
0: yeah all right last one would you rather have someone read your mind or speak your thoughts what that's
2: deep that's it's the right. same
0: thing though
2: How? I that that's the same Oh thing. no
0: so you think about if someone can read your mind but not speak your thoughts right so they just know the thoughts know that what you're can, thinking or someone that obviously can then speak for you so speaking your thoughts
3: Oh no, I do fine speaking. Read. So they might as well just read, my, read soul. my mind.
0: They
2: read my mind because this Scorpio right here. But apparently, I'm difficult. <laughs> read, read my mind. Read my mind. <laughs> but don't say, learn it, that don't, shit. Don't ASAP. say
0: it. i laugh. loud.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> read, learn that shit. <laughs> 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 oh gosh,
0: well this was so much fun, y'all. Yeah, it was yeah.
2: awesome, guys.
0: Thank you, thank you,
2: thank you, thank really you, you guys.
1: Thank you again for listening to A Week Apart. We really cannot do this without you. So we thank you for your love and support. Um, if you want to know more about what we're doing, please make sure you follow us on Instagram at aweekapart. We also have an email address, a week apart podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you rate and subscribe. We love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.